G'day legends, welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast, Word of the Day, Double Entendrons? Entendra. Entendras. I thought I could nail it. (laughs) Well, that's plural. That's plural. Yeah. What's it mean? It's a word that on face value is harmless and and doesn't mean much, (laughs) but the other meaning, and there is two meanings, the other meaning um, normally carries sexual connotations. Plenty going on here tonight, which has been fantastic, hence the word of the week. Um, Jacko, mate, how's things? What's been happening? We haven't sat next to each other for a week or two. Yeah, just plugging away. I'm having a few withdrawal symptoms, mate. Really? uh, From second again. I just need to plug myself back in and, and, um, you know, step into some form. So it's good to to be sitting next to you again, mate. Uh, I'm I'm much the same. I've been at home gagging, so it's good to be here. Hopefully the gagging stops. (laughs) Speaking of gagging, actually not speaking of gagging, but that was my segue attempt. That's a single entendre. Now, I've got a bone to pick with you a little bit. So, we both love our sport. We yeah. both love playing it. And yeah. everyone has their own way of hyping themselves up pre-game. Like, you know, music, you might fucking punch a bag. You might <laughs> punch a bag. You might punch it like a boxing bag. You like to put the deep heat on mm. and get yourself warm and ready. And, mm. and obviously, you're a bit older now. and yeah. The limbs aren't working as well. Mm. Deep heat taught me through it. Well, it's not even so much that I like to do it, Ned. Okay. I genuinely need to do it. <laughs> it's a must. It's like WD-40 or oil going into a car. Like, <laughs> it, it, I genuinely need it to run. So, um, Do you reckon that's actually like... Well... It's all above the shoulders. There's always the placebo effect, mm-hmm. let's be honest. But it's in my head now and I can't shake it, right? Yep. Ten minutes before the game and I need to time it perfectly because I need it to you know, last as long into the match yep. and reapply at halftime. I'll have you... <laughs> <laughs> do you like the but, smell? I hate it. I, hate I love it. 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 it goes up in your fucking nostrils. I like and it. And I know where you're going with this, right? But um, this I, is ha- a I had a little mishap on Saturday. Oh, no. Now, I've been a little tight around the groin area <laughs> the last couple of weeks. So I've been sort of paying extra attention um, in terms of the DP in there. And as a lot of the gents would know um, that listen to this podcast, it's... Within, within uh, you know, striking distance of, of the crown jewels, right? Especially for you, mate. All it takes is a little flick, right? <laughs> that little flick occurred on Saturday. So I'm out there. I'm out at uh, Prospect Area, mate. And if anyone was out there on Saturday, um, that sort of area, you would have seen it was a... I don't think anyone's out there, mate. Torrential rain. <laughs> yep. Torrential rain. Hurricane Katrina vibes. Um, just thunderbolts going around. No warm-up, so we just stood around the sheds. But the DP was applied, and of course, I flicked uh, one of the crown jewels. Oh, no. And if anyone's done it before, any of the blokes that have done it before, they'd know the feeling and the pain that I was in. They called the game off. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Lightning bolts all around, mate. Five minutes past when kickoff time was supposed to be. Old mate comes out. He's just got off the phone. Sorry, boys, we're off. I've got a decision to make in that moment, right? <laughs> What's the call? I don't have a change of clothes with me, right? So... 
I'm out there, I'm like, the drive home's probably 50 minutes, or I shower there, and I just free ball on the way home, right? Oh. And put on the shorts that I had on, mind you. So it's it's a rock and a hard place. I took the former. Quite literally. Rocking in the car the whole way home, mate. Sitting in traffic. <laughs> Every red light was just pain. Just pain. And I haven't got the speeding tickets in the fine yet, in the in the mail, but um, they'll be on the way for sure. But that was my Saturday, mate. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you, did, you talked about people on listening to this podcast probably having gone through it will understanding how close it is to the crownies mm. and the pain you endure if it happens it just so happens that the bloke sitting next to you has had a similar experience oh. i was a bit younger i was about 16 17 and yep similar situation deep heat mm. I, it, this wasn't pre-game this mm. was um we were at a three-day carnival like mm. play consecutive days and i thought right i got a bit of deep heat glad wrap over the top go to bed <laughs> Trust me, it works. It works. Glad wrap over the top. Anyway, so I've obviously somewhere in the process of where the glad wrap's gone on and taken the glad wrap off. I've flicked my nuts. Mm. As you, it's all it takes. It's all it takes, but it doesn't just hit the spot that you've hit. It, mm. it the whole balls are yeah, gone. That's yeah, yeah. gone. It's all over. Um. Anyway, so I've now got I've got it all over my hands too because I'm like I've been rubbing my leg. So in my head, I was like, oh, okay, well. I've really got to wash my hands properly here. Went in, no soap, but my balls are absolutely flaming. Like, I'm talking proper. So anyway, I've gone to two of my mates who I was sharing a hotel room with, and I said, boys, like, this is so fucked up. But I, I think I need you to help me do a handstand in the shower to get this deep heat off my agates. So, so the boys have just rallied. Like, no questions asked. The lads have rallied. And they're just going, right, Eddie, like, whatever you need to do, let's do this. Oh. Handstand, full naked. So that my theory was, my theory was, is that as you're over the top of the water, it can't get to your nuts. Like, because you've got the overhang of your rod, like, it's all happening, right? So I thought if I could handstand, then it would attack the spot more with the water. I'd be close to the nozzle. Does that make sense? None of this makes sense to me, Ned. I'm just thinking of the female viewing just dropping off at every word that you say. Just I, another female viewer gone. I don't think we'll lose many then. Oh, um, my God. But, yeah, so that was my experience oh. with the deep heat as well. I thought you'd like to hear that anyway. It's a, it's a horse racing podcast, isn't it? Yeah. I thought we are doing horse racing. Yeah, the only horsing we're talking about is downstairs around, at the that moment. Been a bit grim the last few weeks. I'm sure, I'm sure the viewers can tell. <laughs> We're battling for content at the oh, moment. Oh, Jesus. Um, look, be remiss not to talk about the weekend that it was. Um, we obviously had two Group 1s. Giga Kick winning the big one, the Doom in 10,000. Mm. This horse is just absolutely flying. What's he had? 12, 13 starts now, if that? Oh, less. I think he's had 10. Less, maybe. yeah, yeah. Um, 10,000. I, I thought $1.70, $1.60 seemed like a reasonable price in that field. Thought he'd probably put them away. You, you wouldn't say he put them away, but yep. he won easily enough. Oh, look, it was an end of prep run for him. It was certainly, a, a, I wouldn't say an afterthought. They always had it in mind, but he'd already peaked this prep. Yeah. And we saw that. So all age stakes was the main target for them. And this was sort of, you know, let's come and get a bit more because it's a gelding. And geldings don't ever have to worry about doing handstands in the shell. <laughs> so, well done. Giga kick's all good to go, mate. But um, yeah, oh. end of prep run, you could see there was a decline in his in his peak figure based on his all-age stakes. That was also a pretty wet trap that day um, down in Sydney, so it may have taken a bit out of him. 
he still got the class and the will to win to get up over the top. And Overpass is just absolutely flying. flying Josh Parr, Bjorn Baker, that combination has done it again. You know, from the Quokka coming over at big odds and giving a massive side, it took a big effort from Giga Kick to run him down. So definitely follow those two when they come back. I think Overpass may kick on. Yep. I'll have to have a look in the book and see. Has he got agates? Is no, he wary no, of the they're, DP? They're, they're gone. They're gone. Same with Marzu, another one that doesn't have the agates. He's mm. he's right for DP. He was back on the fence and plugging away. So you'd think these horses would be all aimed at Everest's and yeah. stuff for the spring, and that that'd be yeah. it. Well, I think Overpass of the three has only had the two runs this prep. Okay. So I'll have a look in the book up in Queensland. I'm sure they've got something else in mind, but he's an early prep specialist. That horse, so okay. definitely see him um, early on. And if he does get another slot in the Everest, look forward to seeing him. Awesome giga kick, too good again. Um, David Payne, Group 1, Dunkel in the Paddy SA Payne. Derby. Sorry, Paddy Payne. <laughs> Paddy Payne. My bad. Paddy Payne, Dunkel, SA Derby. Mm. That's all i got for you, but really good. No, he's a very good horse, this one, and obviously not going to be a vintage um, Group 1 over there, but congratulations to Paddy Payne. He is a prominent trainer mm-hmm. um, over there, so deserving of his Group 1, so well done. Prominent. Good on you, Dave. Um, and Mark Newnham, Hong Kong. Gone. Final race was a winner. He was a winner. Awesome. And Josh Parr again rode it. He's got one more in Queensland, but that was his last one on, on Wednesday at the Kenzo. Um, so, you know, good to see him go out on a win. He was obviously very pleased with that. He's got street gossip in um, for his last ever Australian runner, um, well, at least till he comes back yep. um, before he heads up to Hong Kong. So street gossip earlier in the day looks to be a good chance. So she's in that mare race early on. Watch out for it. And good luck to, to Mark Newnham. He's obviously... Copped a few mentions on our show throughout for a variety of reasons. Yeah, so not we always positive. Him, we wish him all the best here at Second Again. Definitely all the best. It's, it's pretty tough going over there. I know the Hayes team have gone over and done it. We've had plenty of Australian trainers go over and do it. It's very tough at the start, but if you can find a few horses and jockeys that you can get affiliated with, you can move on from there. We've obviously got Aussie representation in jockeys too, so mm. good luck. Um, we're going to go through a few races at Doombin. So we've got five, seven, eight, and nine. Then we're going to cover the group one in Adelaide, which is the Goodwood. And then, you know, something else a little later. <laughs> Let's kick it off, race five. So we've got, it's a, over the 1110 metres. I don't know. Do they tape measure the last 10? Or, like, is it one of those clicky wheels? <laughs> <laughs> that, that brought me flashbacks, actually, the clicky wheel. <laughs> Year 10 science measuring it all out. Um, Golden Boom, top of the market, 2.10. Lady Laguna, she's 5 bucks. Spacewalk, $6 with hell of a body. Rich On is $13. Flaming Conquest, 17s. Bazique is $21. Thelwell, 46 Debs Ellie, $61. You Know Moon, 71s. Al Pals Gal, 101. Zoo Meteor, <laughs> Zoo Meteor, sorry, 126. Super Zamboni, <laughs> Jeez, mate, you can tell we're in the off-season, oh, can't you? Far Flaming out. <laughs> Flaming Conquest to boot forward from the widest barrier, Ned, with Bazique to come across as well. Rich on Super Zamboni uh, and Debs Ellie are the other two or three that will show speed. I think Golden Boom, they're going to be positive from gate one. I don't think they want to leave too much to chance. Um, and the other one that's drawn out wide as well is Lady Laguna. Now, she normally settles very close in her races, but very difficult from gate 14 to yeah. find a spot. So she's going to need to follow Flaming Conquest across, and it's going to take a massive steer from Damien Thornton. And just on her, she was dual accepted for the following race, or race seven, I should say. She was drawn... Uh, five in that race with Tim Clark booked Mm -hmm. she scratched out of that in favour of this so potentially that suggests to me that Nisham thinks this is easy pickings yeah it's all you can think what else could you think because it's going to get a completely different run 
And this horse never draws a poor barrier. Mm-hmm. Always, always gets the perfect uh, run of the race. So now that they've drawn 14, it's going to be a real challenge for her. But what she does really enjoy is getting her toe in. So soft seven at the moment at Doombin. Tomorrow looks to be clear. Saturday looks to be clear. So we'll keep an eye on that. So let's just say that worst case, it's, it's a soft six, right? And yep. she still enjoys that and likes to get the toe in. So she's a definite chance on the favorite Golden Boom. Was a bit unlucky first up. It took on Lady Laguna and Swiss Exile in the McDitman. He was caught wide and still stuck on pretty well. I thought he was beating a good margin in the end, but yep. I'm happy to forgive that. And they've trialled him in between the runs and freshened him up, and he cruised nicely through the line um, in that trial. The other horse that came out of that trial, Hell of a Buddy, was the one just in behind, and there wasn't much change, just sort of cruising along. This horse's first start, it's got an enormous turn of foot. Only had two starts last prep, and Brody Lloyd rode it in both. Mm-hmm. It's beat absolutely nothing, don't get me wrong. But if you go back and watch the visuals of those replays, the way this horse can quicken after he checks off heels, I can just see that happening here. It's drawn towards the middle, can follow a couple of the nice horses across, check off heels, and Brody Lloyd will just you know, press the go button, and yes. it's away. So that's the bet for me, hell of a party at 6 bucks, and I'll probably have to save Lady Laguna just on the placement of Nishan. I'm going to stick with Lady Laguna based on form lines. The barrier is very sticky from 14, especially for a horse that likes to be in that first two or three. Um, but I think coming out of the form she's been in, I think it's probably her chance here. And as you mentioned with Nisham, like scratching from the race oh, after this, it just seems interesting. That's arrogance, it? isn't it? It is. Mm. It is. So hopefully, hoping for a good steer, hell of a body. Good luck. Good name. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And, and wait for this horse's turn of foot as long as it's come back, you know, similar to how it was last prep. If it's within range at the turn, look out. Yeah. Um, race 7, 2,000 metres, it's the Dooman Cup, always a pretty good race. So we've got top of the market, Zaki, Zaki $1.90, it's issues $10, Huta is $11 with Kovalisa, Kovalika, $11, Numerian is 13 Zarek 16 with Jewess, Nonconformist, $21, Banker's Choice, 23s, Diamil, $31 with Palmetto, no compromises there at 34s, and Esty Fenny is down the bottom at 71 bucks. Zaki to boot forward again. Now, absolutely nothing went right in his second up run in the Hollandale with J-Mac. He said himself it was just such a messy run. I think he described it as, what the heck, or, or he just he made a noise or something in the post-race, I remember. But that was, you couldn't describe it any other way. It was just absolute chaos, and nothing went right. So I think he takes luck out of the equation here. He's drawn wide again. He's just going to boot forward and use him up those first yep. 200 metres, but... He's now third up, so you'd have to think they're going to be more aggressive with him. Stable mate New Marion to come across as well. They're probably the first two in running. I think Zarek shows speed with non-conformist as well, okay. potentially third and fourth in running. That's the form line when you look at it from a face value, that Hollandale stakes, because most of the field comes out of that. You've still got a tissue in the field with Banker's Choice and Zarek. These horses, no compromise. So a lot of these horses have a lot to find to get close to Zaki. I believe that was their chance to beat him second up because they had the fitness edge on him and they also had the map on him as well because nothing went right for him, as I said. So I don't know if I can take anything out of that race, although a tissue is going to improve a lot. Have to. If Nash can get her into a spot this time because she missed the kick last time, got way out the back and just never made an impression on the race, but she still finished off nicely. I I like the way she closed. So I may have to have something on at $10 with Zaki obviously being the main bet. On this Palmetto, the other horse in the same colours, same... Majority owner, and um, he's doing pretty well at the moment. Old Carl, I would have thought he'd be going okay. Old Carl Holt travelling pretty well. Um, that's a very smart horse for John Sargent that won very impressively down in Sydney last time. So um, big step up in grade, so watch out for it. But it's probably one at odds that you can get interested in. 
What do you think about Dewar's coming up here first up from the Melbourne Cup? First up run for, what, six months now and just turning up all of a sudden? It's interesting. I, I want to know what the plan is. Like, I haven't heard anything from um, Cummings about what the actual plan is with this. Is it going to be one run and then tipped out? or? Oh, you, I don't know, because 2,000 metres, she's first up. You'd have to think she's pretty forward. But looking in the book, there's the Q22, mm-hmm. which is over 2,200, obviously. Yeah. That's the only logical target I can see yeah. on this. Goes really good. Yeah. Like, really, really nice yeah. horse. I think $2 is madness. I don't know why we've got $2. Yeah. <clears throat> we get $1.70 last week, and that was probably over the odds. Mm. And now we're getting $2 against a pretty similar field. Obviously, there's injected class, but a lot of question marks around the ones coming in. I don't know. I think Zaki's going to be a massive chance of just winning this race. So, and then when you look at the only other pace influence being Numerian... They're stable mates as well. Like they're not going to go at each other, are Absolutely they? Like not. There's no way. Nation would not. kill. This is it's Nation's child. Yeah, it's the. I'll, I'll tell you a story, and I, and I love Annabelle. Like she's she's a, a master trainer, right? So this is no knock on her, and I understand why, right? But a couple of weeks back, Zaki ran on the same day, Swiss, and they're actually running mates. So they they yeah, train yeah, yeah. during the week, blah blah blah. Anyway, um, Swiss ran basically nowhere two weeks back um, in the Gold Coast Guineas, and Zaki was the next race. We're all hanging around. Brody Lloyd comes over, gives us the rundown. Annabelle whips straight past us, straight to Zaki. Where's Zaki? <laughs> Goes to grab Zaki. <laughs> and, of course, looks after him. And I understand why. Do yeah. not get me wrong at all, right? So, anyway, Annabelle, I, I forgive you, mate. Swiss will be back. It's her baby for sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think in, in terms of how you'd normally be worried about this from gate 11, you're just not because the other speed influence is a stable, mate. Correct. So, I'm Zaki to win. And I think nonconformist is the place chance. I think he's... Preparation thus far has been really good in stronger company than this. Um, I think one first or second up in a really... They they hammered him. Like, it was obviously stable money first up over the mile. Yeah, in a a rare win for him over 1,600. Like, just doesn't happen. And then he's held form and been really solid. Um, Obviously running fourth behind right you are recently. I think he's a definite place chance in this race. I think him, a tissue, and Jewess are the four... Um, and, and Zaki obviously are the top four for me. Yeah, and dropping back in trip for non-conformers is going to be an advantage because he's still going to maintain that turn of foot that he's got. So provided he didn't leave everything in the tank first up, hopefully there's still a bit more. But with the grain beg stable, it's always about the money. So they're backing him. You may as well get on. True, very close that stable they are. They just back their horses. Thirteen fifty Ladbrokes BRC Sprint. We got Cardinal Gem top of the market five fifty. Scalopini's there six fifty. Um, Cold Crusher eight dollars, Bacchanalia nines with Clemenceau at twelves. Far too easy is sixteens as well as Holyfield and Kiku. Exolita is eighteen dollars, Brookspire twenties. Dark Destroyer is also twenties. You called it twenty three bucks with Lady of Honor. Munamek is there as well. Cinewan is thirty one dollars. Halal thirty fours, Dragon Leap forty six with Gemsong. Surf Dancer sixty ones with Vinco and Charmy Baby is one hundred and fifty ones. Massive field this net, and interestingly, <sighs> there's no scratchings yet. So I'll let you take. A come breath. up for air there. Yeah, I'll let you take a breath over there, but thanks, mate. Look, massive field, and there's three or four down the bottom that look to be half decent chances in this race. So if one or two scratchings can change everything here, because all of a sudden Clemenceau far too easy. These horses will get a start. Also, a lot of the main chances are drawn out wide. You know, Cardinal Gem is just absolutely airborne at the moment, has drawn widest, 21 of 21, have you? Mm. In terms of the map, Ned, Cole Crusher, who's also airborne at the moment, rolls forward. Bacchanalia is going to boot up from gate one. Surf Dancer not too far away for Waterhouse and Bot. Lady of Honor and Holyfield are the other two. 
Brody Lloyd, he's got the ass on Holyfield. Is it weight? What weight has he got? Uh, Holyfield has... Sorry, if it's 58 kilos. No, well, what's going on there? Because Brody, unless he's taken off for a wedding or something. But he's got a really good affiliation with that horse. Well, he's tied he, to the hip. He loves it. Tied to the hip with Holyfield. So we'll have to wait and see what the story is there with the booking of Sam Collett. Potentially the something that I've missed during the week. But um, normally I see that him, him um, you know, tied to the hip. Yeah. Anyway, that's the map, Ned. There is a lot of speed injected, so it may actually play into the hands of the horses that will get out the back, you know, including Kiku and, and Cardinal Gem, these types. There's a fair few sort of quality mares in here, Ned, but I'm coming back to one that I've stuck my neck out on multiple times, being Exolita. Mm. She, she's at odds, right? So she's around $17 at the moment. She's normally a horse, and she's done at this prep. She just settles way out the back. She's not blessed with any natural gait speed, and she has to do all the work the last six, 700 metres. And even just to get there, to get in touch with the leaders, she's got to do so much work. In her most recent trial, they booted her up and actually led her in the trial, and she cruised away. It was a very impressive trial. Scalopini was in the same trial as well, who was another um, pretty good trial out of that. So I'm happy to take both of them coming in, but Exolita especially, because she's the mile coming back to 1350. Mm. Nice little freshen up. She's travelled up there, so as long as she's travelled up well, I think she's a good chance. TC booked, I'm very happy with that. As long as he can find a spot from that wide barrier, because 15 is, is you know, tricky at Doombin. It's not Eagle Farm. Mm, tight. And also, I would prefer a dry track for her. So if we can get a soft five, a good four, I'm a lot more confident. But at the moment, I think that's why we're getting the price. So happy to have it. And Scalopini was a very good yeah. trial as well. I'm not treating this horse as first up, because his last run was in March. Put a couple of wins together, especially down in Flemington, where he just seems to love that track. Just don't know where he gets to in the run, though. And um, I, I wish Damien Lane was on, so yeah. that, that's probably the main knock for him. Um, but very, very good horse, and local trainers, obviously, we can't forget, even though it's a well-travelled horse. So Scalopini and uh, Exolita Mole, mate. Nice. I'm with the freshened horses as well. I think Scalopini, obviously, prior to his little freshen up, was flying, absolutely flying, putting a couple of wins together. And I think $6.50 in this race looks pretty handy. Um, usually, sort of... Even when fresh, usually goes pretty good first up. So I'm hoping that a little bit of a, a break between runs, the horse will be ready to go. And I think it's a it's actually a pretty good field in the end. But when I look at class, like the top two in the market, what you've got Cardinal Gem, obviously going super well. Scalopini going super well. Um, Clemenceau is that horse that's on the rise. But I, I don't know. I think Scalopini's got the runs on the board for this race. And if you do like Cardinal Gem, don't back it now. Five dollars, yeah, 20, twenty-one of twenty-one. Just wait until the day. You're probably going to get your seven fifty-seven dollars. So just hang around for sure. Um, race nine, the final one we're going to cover at Doombin. It's over two thousand meters. Um, we got Renaissance Woman, top of the market, three fifty. Secure Girl is five dollars. Fireburn comes up to Queensland, seven dollars. Super Chilled, eight fifty. Premise, twelve dollars. Madame O'Day, Odette is $18 with Rio. Starliner, $20. Proscenium Arch, $21. Fall for Cindy is $21s. Amakura, $27s. Ventena, uh, Venetian Blue, $46. <laughs> Missy Moolah, $46. Sorry, mate, I threw you with the replays. Yankee, the I know. Yankee, <laughs> Yankee Hustle is $51. Tyressa, $81s. Noen and Adil, $81. Lady Ladar, $150. I'm not reading the rest, mate. <laughs> there are 50 horses leave in the Leave it there, race. mate. Just leave it there. There's fucking oh 60, 65 God. acceptances with 15 emergencies. So just leave it there. <sighs> Venetian Blue seems to be the only leader here, Ned. It depends how aggressive the rest of these fillies want to be. I think Arts Object, Sakura Girl, the other two can boot forward. They've drawn towards the middle. 
How aggressive is Renaissance Woman this favourite going to be from one? Mm. It's Josh Parr, it's Baker, but this horse does not have any gate speed at all. She gets way at the back in all her starts. Another well-travelled horse, and she got up to that Oaks trip last prep and was just outclassed there, and potentially she doesn't get that trip. So 2,000 metres looks more ideal for her. And she knuckled down really well to win last time out. Um, she was a mile back um, in that start at Sunshine Coast. But in fairness to her, they were making up a lot of ground that day. So potentially the pattern played a little bit into her hands. The horse that was left out in front that day was super chilled, Chris Waller, who I've got a, a bit of an opinion of. Depending on where she can get to in the run, um, she's a pretty nice horse, and I'm happy to sort of uh, have a spec there on her. Um, she's drawn white out, obviously, so we need to rely on a bit of luck. But Ned... Again, I'm coming back to old mates here and keep keeping with the theme. You like a few friends. I like a few old mates. Fireburn. Mm, God. Wow. There was nothing wrong with her Oaks run at all, mate. There's no Penny Wecker up here. There's no nothing wrong with it, but she just hasn't won. I know. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's also nothing right with it. Yes. I, I get what you're saying. She's a five out of I get ten. what you're saying, right? This is her real opportunity, with the favourite being drawn one and he's going to get all the way back, this is her real opportunity to really stamp herself and show, you know what, I wasn't just a one-hit wonder. I wasn't just good for that one prep. I'm here to stay. Mm. Gary Portelli's sticking with her, hasn't sent her out to the barn, and I'm sure there's been big offers on the table. So why is he keeping her around if he doesn't think that she's going to be... I have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> no she idea. has to be showing something at home there. And like I say, she's been around the mark in the best races for Phillies so far. There's no She's Extreme. There's no Penny Wecker up here. This is her real opportunity to really stamp herself. So I'm having something on Ned. She's at a very good price. I can't work out the price at the moment. Well, we've got $7, $8. Seven bucks, mate. Very happy with that. She's drawn perfectly. As long as they're making up ground at Doombin, we know she loves to get the toe in and she still has that turn of foot. So fire burn on top for me, mate. Well, I'll tell you who she has run into before. I'm going to tip. Premise. Mm. Fantastic in the Adrian Knox. Mm-hmm. Really good close. Thought it was a good Oaks run. Yep. Then ran in the Oaks. Looked like the winner at probably the three or 400. And then obviously Penny Wecker, Damien Lane was snoring. Um, ran a nice third in the Oaks. $12, gate four. No, we'll get the trip well. I'm going to go with Premise. Mm. I'm with it. Lightly race commodity as well. So. Yeah. yeah no, that's, that's exciting. That's, that's the other thing as well. There's definite improvement. Sammy Clipperton, the horse has been going well as well. So... I'm thinking premise twelve dollars, maybe even each way play. Always, why not? We each like way, it each way. Day, day. Um, let's flip over the page, so we'll go to Morfittville. Um, we've got the real highlight for the day there. Um, race. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't being sarcastic. Okay. Well, I was. It's a big highlight on a day like this. To be fair, um, the Goodwood twelve hundred meters. Here we go. Right, lofty strike three dollars. Top yeah. of the market. Zapateo six dollars. Kalos seven fifty. Another award is $8, front page 11s, Zutori 17s, Royal Merchant 21s, Sabato XL is 23s, Frankie Pino's there at 26 with Kementari, his last race, Swan Song. Serides is $34 with General Bow. Memeth, $46, not an option, 67 Larry how do you say that? No, I'm not laughing for that. I'm laughing for Mitch Beer's comments during the week. I don't know if you saw them. A trainer. I'll let you know after you. Uh, sorry. Larimer Street, 71s, Karen 91s, and free of debts there at 151. So Mitch Beer, who's a knockabout country trainer, this horse has won, fuck, where did it win last time? Out of middle of nowhere, Wagga. One out in Wagga, and he's just having a crack at a group one, and they asked him, oh, you know, what, what was the placement? What did you think? What are you seeing in the horse? He goes, this was his quote. He goes, <laughs> he goes, I'm not a group one trainer, 
So I thought I'd get a horse that's not a Group 1 <laughs> level performer and a jockey that's never won a Group 1 to go and have a crack at a Group 1. No way! <laughs> so let's hope that the horse runs well for him because they've come out and had a crack and you love that's to see. awesome. You love to see. You just love this game, don't you? That's so good. Saboteur XL to go forward, Ned. Front page to go with. Free of debt also to show speed with Sarah Des and Royal Merchant, the other two that will whip across and uh, make up the running. I think Kalos can be positive from that inside gate as well and not much speed outside of them, including the favourite Lofty Strike, mm-hmm. who I do want to start on. Jamie Mott. Jamie Mott. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Froggy knew it. Good bloke, but he's got the arse. <laughs> Sandu's giving him the arse. Sandu's giving him the arse. He's, he's swung the guillotine, so um, Jamie Mott's aboard. And, you know, the opinion I've got of him, he's one of my top five or six. There's actually a photo up of Jamie Mott in Jackson's room when the Wi-Fi's down, so... <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a top jock, mate. But um, <laughs> Draw middle, so you'd like to be positive from there, but you don't want to be overly aggressive with this horse because you want to maintain his turn of foot the last 400 metres. And what he's done, you know, if you put a line through that last start where it was a heavy track and he just wasn't up to it last time out, he's definitely not a heavy track horse. No. If you look to his previous starts in the new market where it's a good track and, you know, those runs up the straight, he's just a superb horse. He's been around the absolute best in the country this is a massive dropping grade for him. This is the easiest um, you know, race that he's tackled. He's got the scalp of Uncommon James first up this prep, so you have to respect him coming in. I think the price is fair. I actually think it's overs. Yeah, I, th- <coughs> I think it could be I too. Just, outside of Zapatoa, who's drawn 17 of 17, I just don't see any other dangers, yeah. all luck being equal. Um, there's just The other horses just aren't as well performed as him. They had uh, thoughts of taking him over to Ascot as well. So oh, wow. that, that could still be on the table after this. But Julius Sandu is not a, uh, you know, he's not a massive trainer. So this is one of those, you know, situations like a Clayton Douglas with Giga Kick. Yeah. All your attention, all your energy goes into this horse and the preparation of it. So you've got to put your trust in. And like I say, Jamie Mott booked. This is the best on the card, best on the weekend. He's going to be really hard to beat. I, my worry is just that he just gets there so late all mm. the time. I, I just, especially tracks like Morfittville, I feel like the leaders tend to hang on. Like they just really do. So... The price is nice. I think the actual class is really good too. He's probably going to win. He'd win on paper for sure. Yep. I just I worry about his racing pattern. Zapatero's obviously drawn the absolute car park, um, nearly in Gawler. Um, but I think I, I prefer the $6 for her than I do for Lofty Strike. Mm. Um, obviously put a couple of really good runs together. Her third was okay. Probably more than okay mm. behind Ruthless Dame. But that's not... Hasn't shown to be the most unbelievable form. Hey, just looking now, front page is eleven dollars. <laughs> that thing that Mitch Beer trains knocked it off at Wagga. Mm. I'd have to go back and watch. <laughs> it's not the bad form, is it? Well, you know, they're not coming over for no reason, right? Because it costs, and believe me, from an owner, it costs a lot of fucking money to get these horses around, right? Yeah. So they're not coming over here just to have a laugh, and there'd be no prize money for fourteenth or fifteenth, no. mind you. So they're not coming to run just to make up the numbers. Maybe Mitch B is onto something. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have a play on Zapateo, but very, very little and probably most likely just watch. Oh, I won't be watching. <laughs> Hitting the strike. You'll be striking the striker. Staying hit. Um, now, we had a break from this. We had a little break. We've had a break. We had a well-needed retreat. It's like a mental well-being break. <laughs> this thing's been... It's been a roller coaster. It's been up and down. And there's a reason why you can't get off a roller coaster halfway through. <laughs> you'll die <laughs> it'll end it so we're riding the coaster mm. we're on board we had a little break we had a little service break mm. which is good because you know the roller coaster can't keep going unless we continually service it we've had a break we are back 
Best is West. Tell me why it is the best and give me the best. Going deep into the card again, Ned. So quarter past six. Oh, I love Darkness. Lights are off. It's dark at 5.05 now. Correct, correct. So deep into the darkness, mate. Oh. Chris Parnham is back. <laughs> Starring night. Gate one. <laughs> <laughs> number one. No, it's not. It is. Gate one, number one. Number one jock. Let's be honest. Let's be. Pike is the king, but, you know, despite his comments, Parnham is the big dog over there. He's the big dog. We know. The guys that know, they know. $5, right? So, again, we're going wider this week. He just needs to settle positive on this horse. Now, Starry Knight got back to last last time, over 1,300 metres, and arrived just on the post, flushed to the wider parts of the track out there, and absolutely charged home and reeled off some pretty slick sectionals. Before that, the, the couple of starts before didn't do too much, but when this horse has a win, it puts a few together. But prior to that, he had three in a row. So wow. looking for him to do that again here. And I think the price is acceptable. It's mainly around the big field. The only thing I think there will be a negative for this horse, if he steps slow, he's going to get cluttered up from one. Mm-hmm. But if Parnham just digs him up and has him first five or six in running, he'll get the gaps at the right time and he'll just be too good up to 1,400. So that's, again, gate one, number one, number one jock, five bucks, starring night in race eight at Belmont. Load up. Have 101 on it. Um, beautiful. Well, we've covered a couple of races. We obviously covered the weekend before. Covered a lot. Plenty of deep heat too. So I'm going to go home and put some on myself before I head to training. Um, exciting times. Good luck if you have a punt. Yeah. Like, just all the best. Lofty strike if you're hitting it. Just make sure it stays yeah. here because Jacko will be making sure it is too. And if it doesn't lob, just think of me. Yep. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah really I'll, do. Yeah, yeah. I'll be out in the street with a ukulele or something with a, <laughs> ukulele. With a hat in front of me. So, yeah. Pleasure as always, brother. Thank you very much. Cheers.